Hello, teachers, and welcome to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. This is Caitlin Mitchell, your host from the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, EB Academics. Now, today's episode is all about how I completely changed my summer reading assignment and the transformation that took place for me as a result of that. So I'm super excited about this episode. I really think it's going to give you something to think about and hopefully something to change in your own summer reading assignment, either this summer or next summer, hopefully. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host, from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. Okay. So I would like you to allow me to take you back to when I was a little girl in grade school. And maybe you can relate to this as well as I walk through this. Every summer, without fail, the summer reading assignment would be to read a novel, maybe two, sometimes three in high school, answer a few questions, probably do a book report, and then we'd take a test during that first week back to school. Does that sound familiar to you? Maybe you did the same exact thing, right? I'd be willing to bet that you did the same thing as a kid. Um, And you might even do something similar now as a teacher. I know I did, right? I know even now, still, my students, my eighth graders who are graduating and going on to high school, a lot of their high schools are requiring them to do something really similar this summer. I have a few students who have to read three books this summer before they go back to school. And that's it. They're just reading the books. They're not answering any questions. They take a test and they go back and that's kind of the practice that they do. And I found that this is pretty prevalent, at least in my own personal experiences as a student and then over the past decade of being an educator. And I want to be fully transparent before we start this episode and say that I used to do the same exact thing. For years, when I taught high school and even when I was a middle school teacher, I would assign a book, maybe two, have my kids do a few questions, a book report, and then we'd take a test when we returned to school. And that was a summer reading assignment. And I just want to say a few things regarding my experience doing this. And if, as I say these, you are feeling the same thing, then this episode is perfectly appropriate for you. And hopefully you'll walk away from this episode feeling really good um, about what you can do to maybe change your summer reading assignment as well. So number one, many times my students wouldn't actually read the books assigned. And that's super frustrating. (laughs) Okay, when you go back to school and half the class hasn't read, how are you supposed to utilize that book or that novel as a teaching tool in those first weeks, that first month of school? It's such a bummer when that happens. And more often than not, that is the case. Number two, if my students did read, they read way back in June when we got out of school to get it out of the way. And then when we came back to school in the fall, they had completely forgotten what the book was about. So they couldn't even contribute to class discussions in a meaningful way. Number three, occasionally I would get emails from parents complaining about how long the assignment was taking and that it was cutting into their vacation time. And there was just all of this negativity surrounding my summer reading assignments. And that's super frustrating too. Number four, I also now had all of these book reports that I had to grade right out of the gate, right? Right when we came back to school. And that's not really a fun way to start the school year when you're bogged down with all of these assignments that you have to grade. Number five, the ever important question now, 
okay, I've assigned this summer reading assignment. I've given them some books to read. I've given them some questions to answer. But how was I really genuinely going to utilize this assignment in a positive, constructive, and learning-fueled way when we return to school if half the class didn't read? Or half the class doesn't remember what they read. And then those two students who did read are leading all of the class discussion and no one is getting anything out of the assignment. That is such a bummer when that happens. I remember just feeling so frustrated, especially when I taught high school. Standing in front of my class, it was like pulling teeth. And what a crummy way to start your school year together feeling that way, right? We don't want to feel that way. And then also what happened, number six, my sixth point, right, is that my kids, were they really even learning anything through this exercise other than maybe that they dreaded and hated summer reading? What purpose did my summer reading assignment really serve? So many things were not working with this way of utilizing summer reading assignment. And so I knew something had to change. And that's exactly where this podcast episode comes in. So now that I've hopefully convinced you of the perils of what I used to do and maybe what you used to do or maybe you're possibly still doing, let's talk about what I do now and how it has drastically improved my instruction when my students return in the fall and it's created a much more positive learning outcome for my kids. So it has become a win, win, win across the board for everybody involved, this new summer reading assignment that I do, as opposed to my old way of doing it, right? Of just assigning a couple of books, which didn't really work very well. So about three years ago, this is when it all started, is I made the switch to basically an evidence-based writing packet for a short story. So that was the summer reading assignment that I gave them. I put a little packet together with a short story. And that's what I, and I'm going to explain exactly what that is and what's included in that. But that's what I sent them off, off with for their summer. That was it. I also gave students the option to challenge themselves and read at least one or two other books of their choosing. And what I do with this is I also provide my parents um, and my students with a list of books if they didn't know where to start. Or, you know, sometimes parents will go to the bookstore and they'll buy books that are totally inappropriate for their eighth grader and they have no idea because it's in the young adult section, right? Maybe you've had that same experience too. Um, So I want to help parents out over the summer because I know a lot of parents do want their students, their children to be reading, right? Maybe on their summer vacation or something like that. So I give them the packet with a short story and then also the option to challenge themselves and a book list of things or of books to choose from that parents that will help parents kind of guide them in their book choices for for their eighth grader, for their teenager, etc. So what I want to walk you through now is my why of choosing to move to this model for my summer reading assignment, and then also why it's been so incredibly effective. So again, I want you to wrap wrap your mind around the fact that I'm just giving them a packet with a short story. That's it. That is their summer reading assignment. So here is where this all came from, where it stemmed from, the reasoning behind it, et cetera. So first thing was first is that I needed to focus on my goal for my summer reading project, my summer reading assignment. Like what was my purpose in assigning this to my students? What did I want my students to gain from this assignment? What did I want them to do and learn over the summer? And how could what they are doing for me in their summer reading packet over the summer then impact our first few weeks together when we come back to school in the fall? So to answer these questions, What I found is that I really wanted students to practice analyzing evidence from the text, 
from a text, from any text. Like that's what I really, really wanted them to focus on because so many of the common core state standards focus around this idea of analyzing evidence from the text, finding evidence from the text, et cetera, right? And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to have them practice analyzing evidence from a text. And then I wanted to use what they came up with as basically a baseline assessment from them since we would be doing so much literary analysis throughout the year. So I wanted their summer reading assignment to help me gain a baseline assessment of them from the very beginning, from the get-go. Like right when we come back to school, they hand in their packet to me and I'll walk you through again exactly what's in that packet. And I could use the information in that packet then to help me form my curriculum mapping right? What was I going to spend so much more, or excuse me, what was I going to spend my time focusing on? So think of it this way. If a lot of my students were really strong at citing a quote properly using MLA format, I now knew that I didn't have to spend as much time on that lesson in the fall. I could maybe breeze through that compared to if I found that a lot of my students' justification was weak. They just weren't making the connections. They weren't relating everything back to the claim. I now knew, okay, I'm going to have to spend a lot more time on justification so I can ensure that my students are supporting um, or are able to justify and analyze their evidence from the text to support the claim that they're making, right? So from the very beginning of the school year, I am being given this assessment information because of this summer reading packet that I've put together which is huge because I was never getting that before by assigning them a book and by assigning them a book report. It doesn't give you the same type of information. So my why for moving to this model was really to have access to that immediate assessment data from my students in the fall. But then also I wanted them to be working on a variety of common core state standards for ELA in the packet that I created. So I made sure that the packet was really focused on a lot of different common core ELA state standards. And then my last why for moving to this is that really I wanted to take the burden away from reading. I didn't want my kids to dread or worse, hate reading. And I really found that that was what was beginning to happen to my students every summer. When I would give them their summer reading assignment, my seventh graders coming into eighth grade or even my high schoolers, you know, my sophomores moving into junior year, they'd get the summer reading assignment and they'd roll their eyes. And like, that's not how we want them to feel about reading, right? What are we teaching them about reading if it's become this burden that isn't fun for them, that's not enjoyable for them? It's really taking away that love of reading. And so I didn't want to be the person that was essentially imposing that on my kids by giving them a summer reading assignment that sucked, (laughs) to be completely honest with you. So the switch has been amazing. I, I could not have asked for a better outcome after making this change to my summer reading assignment. So what I want to do now is hopefully, one, I've convinced you to maybe think about making the change if you aren't fully on board yet. But if you are fully on board, like let's go and get started and let's do this. And so I'm going to walk you through the exact short story assignment, the packet that I give to my kids so that you can utilize a similar strategy and see the same positive results that I've seen after making this switch. 
So let's jump right into that. So I use the short story 11 by Sandra Cisneros because it's extremely short and it's an easy text for students to read through time and time again. And I say time and time again because they're going to be going back to the text multiple times to complete the summer reading packet that I've given them because their assignments that I include require them to go back into the text and find evidence and explain their evidence. So they're constantly going back to the story. So a long, short story makes that difficult for students to do. But a shorter short story makes that a lot simpler because again, that's those are the goals, right? Is I want them to be analyzing the text. So that is why I chose the short story that I did. So I have my students complete the following assignments along with the short story. So they read the short story, they annotate the short story. We do a whole little um, kind of lesson on how to annotate properly. I'm fortunate enough that I've given the experience that I'm able to sit down with my incoming eighth graders at the end of their seventh grade year for about a half an hour. And so we talk about annotating strategies and things like that. So we give them like a little mini lesson before I give them their summer reading assignment, which is amazing. Um, I'm sh- I know most people don't have that opportunity, but if you do, um, I suggest that you take advantage of that, right? So I have my students analyze the short story and um, annotate the short story rather. So the first thing that I have them do after that is there's a vocabulary warm-up with six unfamiliar words within the story. So they're practicing with new vocabulary words right from the get-go. Then the second thing that I have them do is they focus on what I call character connections. So with this assignment, basically students are required to create a short description for three significant characters from the story. So they write a little description of those three significant characters, and then they have to go back to the text and find a quote that supports the description that they've written. And then what they'll do is they take it even a step further. Then they will explore how each of these characters connect to one another. And I give them sentence starters for that part just because it's a little bit of a challenge to see how these characters connect to each other. But they're making so many more connections um, with the text than they would if they were just reading a whole novel. Then the next assignment that I give my students is I have them search for evidence from the text to support a claim that I provide them with. So I give them the claim. They're then required to find multiple pieces of evidence from the text, and then they go beyond that, and then they have to justify their reasoning for the evidence that they've chosen. So we're working on finding the right evidence. We're working on justifying our evidence. They're working on citing um, a an MLA citation properly, right, when they have a quote in their text. So they're working on a lot of different skills with that assignment. And then finally, the last thing that I have my students do is they write a complete multi-paragraph response to literature. That's just a fancy word for essay. And in that essay, they explore the claim that I had provided for them on that previous assignment. And I love this part of the summer reading packet because those initial essays that students turn into me are an amazing tool for me to use as assessment data when we begin our year together, right? And I know that collecting a bunch of essays at the beginning of the year sounds daunting to grade, but that's not how I utilize them. I actually just grade these first essays as credit, no credit, simply because I want the assessment data. 
That's my goal with that essay, right? Plus, I haven't been able to teach my students the essay format that we'll be using, so I don't think it's really fair to grade them on something that they haven't learned in the way that I want them to learn. So it really isn't as daunting as it seems to assign a multi-paragraph essay if you're just doing the credit, no credit, which I found works really, really well. So those are all of the things that I include in my summer reading packet. And a result of this new approach, this is what I've seen happen. I have completely minimized the quantity of work my students were doing, and I have completely made the work they're doing quality instead. And I think that is so much more important because now there is a clear purpose for the work, right? It's a baseline assessment and there are activities that build on one another to help students compose a multi-paragraph essay on their own. So my summer reading assignment has so much more meaning for my students and for me as the teacher. And it really has just been an incredible switch. And I couldn't imagine going back to what I did before at this point after I've seen the successes of using this approach to a summer reading assignment. So if you'd like to use the same exact summer reading assignment that I do, you can head to the show notes at ebacademics.com forward slash 12, and you can grab the link to check it out in our Teachers Pay Teachers store. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I hope it made you really think about, reflect on, okay, is there something I could do to improve my summer reading? What is the purpose of my summer reading? Like maybe go back and look at your summer reading assignment and think to yourself, what is my goal? What is my goal for my summer reading assignment? And is what I'm giving my students helping me achieve that goal? And if the answer is no, that's okay because we can now change it, right? That's the beauty of every year. We learn year after year after year how to get better, how to improve, how to adjust. And that's something that I just love at the beginning of each new school year is you are given that opportunity to try new things, to implement new things, to see what works, right? It's all about experimenting and finding that thing that works best for us. Okay, so that brings me to the conclusion of today's episode, this week's episode. Next week's episode is all about finding and using bell ringers in a way that enhances student learning and that isn't just a bunch of busy work that students come to Lowe's. That sounds so good, right? I'm really excited for next week's episode. So as we sign off until next week, I'd love to ask you a favor that if you love our podcast, which I really hope you do, that you share this podcast with your friends. Let them know about us. Tag us on social media at EB Academics on Instagram. I'll reshare your post and um, let people know what you think about, about the podcast. And just let me know that you're here hanging out with me every week. I love hearing from you guys in my direct messages that the podcast is helping you. It really means the world to me that I just have some personal connection with those of you who are on the other end of this podcast, maybe listening in your car, listening while you're getting ready, listening while you're packing up your classroom at the end of the day, wherever it is that you are listening to me, I would love to know who you are and to make that personal connection with you so that I can get to know you better. Okay. I am so excited to hear from you guys and I look forward to seeing you again next week.